And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dunk. This is Lee Dort, and I'm Donna Dort. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of them. I'm about to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Uh, with me, as always, is Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, uh, it's uh, draft week, so it's nice. It's exciting. It's uh, everything it we are preparing week. for. Whew. This is going to be an awesome week if you're a Thunder fan. This is going to change the franchise. I mean, what they do this week is going to be more life-changing for a Thunder fan than anything that's happened in a long time, honestly. Getting to and 12 and having the assets to do a lot of things. As Jonathan Gavoni on ESPN Daily put it today, they can do whatever they want with the amount of assets that they have. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that's true. <laughs> I, think that, I think that last draft... It was not true, but we also don't know how much, how many assets they're willing to put forward to move up mm-hmm. to three or what that even looked like. So we will dive into that some. Uh, before we get started, I am going to make a few announcements. We have our draft party on Thursday night at Fassler Hall from 6 to 10. It's going to be an amazing time. If you are a Thunder fan, and you're, if you're listening to this, you most likely are, if you live near Oklahoma City or have a car or access to an airplane or maybe even a river boat, maybe you can make your way to OKC and come join us because this is going to be the place to be if you're a Thunder fan. It's going to be so much fun. Everybody there is going to be talking about the same thing. Everybody there is just as obsessed with the Thunder as you are. And if you don't have a friend to go with you, I promise you you can go and make some friends. It's going to be so much fun. You do not want to be at home for this. This is going to be similar to any sort of on-court awesomeness that's happened with the Thunder, but it's off-the-court team-building things. You want to remember this night. You're going to remember this night regardless. Don't, don't make the memory sitting at home. Make the memory with us. Also, if you happen to own a small business and you are in Oklahoma City or around Oklahoma City, I have these stickers that have a QR code on them that I would like to put in businesses around Oklahoma City. So if you are a Down to Dunk listener or supporter and would like one of these stickers to put in a window or something 
to help support us. We have, I printed a ton of these and I would like to start placing these around Oklahoma City so that people who may be interested in listening to our podcast can have easy access to the show. So again, if you are a business, I can bring it to you or I'm going to have them at the draft party on Thursday. So come grab one of those from me. Or if you just want to put it on your car, I could give you one too. Um, so, all right. McKelly, it's draft week. And there's yep. lots of scuttlebutt going around. Some of it, a lot of it's probably not true. There's still a lot of people saying the Thunder have interest in Jaden Ivey. I don't know. I, we can talk about that in a second. But we just spoke to Chet Holmgren, Mark Williams, Jalen Duran, Tari Eason, A.J. Griffin, Johnny Davis, and Jaden Ivey today which was interesting. Uh, we can start with Chet, who was the last one to go today. Tomorrow we will talk to Dyson Daniels and Jeremy Sohan. But Chet spoke today. He was unwilling to say. I, I had the second question in, in this chat with him, and really what, what these are is it's just a series of reporters or podcasters or whoever just asking these players have you worked out for this team? And did you like working out for that team? Did you work out for my team? No, did you work out for my team? Was it my team? No, your team. That's what it is. So I asked him, like, if he's worked out for Oklahoma City and, it's, and if he's had any feedback. And he went, he started talking about how he was just ready to work out and just generally talking. And he said, I'm not going to reveal who I'm working out with, like, what teams I have worked out with. And I just, <laughs> to me, it was just like, that's so thunder. That is the most thunder response possible for yeah. him. Come on, Chad. You have to give us something t- like this week because like in the future, you will not be able to. So, I mean. <laughs> Don't start now, Chet. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could have at least said, yeah, I mean, I met with them. It was so fun to eat a steak or whatever. Yeah. I mean. And well, the no. thing is, like other players throughout this whole process were willing to talk. Jalen Williams, who we talked to on Friday, talked about the Thunder a lot. I got to ask him like mm-hmm. four or five questions, and he talked a ton about um, about the Thunder and how his time was here and how much he enjoyed it and how much he think he'd fit here. Same with Jaden Ivey, who mentioned the Thunder as a team that he thought that he would fit with. Um, he said he didn't he didn't come to Oklahoma City, so. Jaden Ivey, it's just really interesting to me. He hasn't been to Oklahoma City. The Thunders have met with him, and they saw him working out in Miami. Same with Mark Williams. I think a lot of guys are just in Miami to work out, and teams have come to see them. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, oh, man, flying them out to Oklahoma City and doing all this is, like, way better than going to see them somewhere because uh, Josh Giddy wasn't flown out here to work in Oklahoma City, work out in Oklahoma City. So we can't really necessarily draw conclusions from that. However, with the number two pick, it is interesting that Jaden hasn't been here. It's 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 just of note. It doesn't mean one thing one way or the other. It's just a note. And I would almost promise you, guarantee you, that Chet Holmgren has touched Oklahoma City soil. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you that. But uh, I don't remember this. Um, you said that uh, Giddy was not here last year. Is that a thing or he didn't say he was? I think it's a thing because I, I I think they had a secret workout in Los Angeles. Oh, in they, Los Angeles. Okay. And they met in Chicago. 
Um, I don't know, though. I don't know. I can't claim to know everything. I don't know everything about all of this. Um, but, yeah, James Anderson says it was a secret. How are we supposed to know? It was a secret. That's right. No, I mean, it, maybe it was a secret during the draft process, but it, it was disclosed yeah. later. Yeah, um, during the draft process I, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, and this may be true or not, that if you only draft players with secret workouts, that doesn't work mm -hmm. because you... <laughs> It doesn't work as a like misleading information. So it's natural that the team that wants to keep things safe, they will say that they have worked out a couple of guys and a couple of them will be taken. Like yeah. I think the JRE was one of the players that was mentioned in OKC's workout mm. um, together with the Sumno and other guys. Yeah. Uh, Giddy wasn't. Uh, Trey Mann wasn't. So it's, it's uh, I think that the, if you want to keep like things, other teams guessing, you have to be um, mindful that you cannot do it one way, mm -hmm. uh, that you have to work out guys, maybe pick them on the group, maybe maybe not you can work out guys in different locations you can have secret workouts and that, that, that don't mean anything you can take guys for breakfast mm -hmm. and they report that and it doesn't mean anything like yeah. i think that it's part of the process of being private uh, the fact that you spread informations that are i mean maybe maybe relevant maybe not yeah. we are we, we are really in the dark because of this because yeah. last year they had a lot of hey they they met with that guy and yeah doesn't mean anything yeah i know it's so funny they're gonna we'll get to thursday and we will know thursday night who they're gonna take in the draft i still if i were a betting man and i'm not but if i was i would bet chet holmgren will be wearing a thunder uniform as early as like what is it like a, a week from like two weeks from now they have the utah summer league and then he'll yeah, that sounds be right. playing in Vegas, uh, which they announced the schedule today. The first two games, which is really fun, this Friday and Monday, uh, the second week of July, and they play Houston and Orlando, which should be really fun. Those those games should be incredible because it will have some sort of like mismatch of Chet and Paulo Boncaro, and it that that should be the game. The first game is Chet versus Paolo in Vegas, which will just be a complete joy. <laughs> yeah. You know. Or a tragedy. Or maybe there will be Big Woz tweeting, hey, that guy is a bust. Big Woz. <laughs> Woz will definitely be making some kind of appearance on Thunder Twitter, <laughs> hating on what we did. Yeah. There's no question about that. I have, I'm actually, I'll actually request it if I see him. I'll say you got it. You have a repeat performance from last year. Uh, so, yeah, I th these interviews are really interesting. And there's not a ton to take away from them. Mm -hmm. uh, however, the guys that the Thunder have taken that they took last year were like all like very good interviews, like mm -hmm. very good on a mic. And so I just I think it's just interesting to note like who the who was really good and who was not good as an interview and how and how they respond like with with media. So I will say that most of the guys in this class and even with last year's class were pretty good. I mean the the guy that that sticks out to me as like the worst interview from last year is Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah. It was like by far the worst. And you felt a little awkward afterwards. Yeah, I remember watching the interview that he had with 
assistant coach for the Blazer, Mike Schmitz. That yeah. seems weird <laughs> to me. Assistant GM. Um, yeah. I remember I I played beer pong with Mike Schmitz. <laughs> that was a glorious moment of my life. Um, but anyway, um, he Kuminga was really bad. Like was bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like uh, both, like what he was saying and the way in which he was saying those things. Yes. And he is still a very, very good, incredible basketball uh, player. So yeah. Maybe not Thundery, um, yeah, but um, but who knows? Even that, I mean, it, it has to be an opportunity that mm -hmm. you have. Um, maybe Kuminga was not the guy, but maybe like a bad interview this year mm -hmm. is the best remaining guy, and Could you be. pick him. Could be. But but yes, I mean, it, it is starting that all the players from last year they were just I don't know perfect interviewers, um, <laughs> and they were wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. The guys that stick out as like, oh man, that was really bad. There were two. I talked about it Friday. Usman Jang was, he didn't say a whole lot and it was like so mm. monotone and like no, there's like no inspiration, like no excitement. It was just, man, it was like he was like reading from a dictionary or something, you know? It was, yeah. it was really brutal. It was a really brutal interview. He didn't give a lot of, he wouldn't give any information about anything. He didn't really, he didn't really say much. Uh, Shaden Sharp was also one that I would say was also not good. Uh, he, again, like super monotone, didn't say a whole, like talked a little bit more about things, but the way he did was, there's just a lot of, I, th I think there's a lot of maturing that needs to happen with him. Uh, yeah. He's like one of the only guys that was like, yeah, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer, and I'm going to be this, and I'm going to be an all-star, and I'm going to win Rookie of the Year. You know, like he listed like everything that he wants to do, and it's like he's going to have one of the best careers ever, which could happen. Yeah. However... It's just a weird setting to just be spilling that kind of stuff. You know, it's just a yeah, weird it should thing. Be, yeah, it should be a setting where you say, I really want to uh, to show that I can work, that I can uh, like contribute in a 5-5-on-5 five, five five, uh, yeah. setting because I didn't um, play last. Like, you can say that you want to shine without saying it. Yeah. Uh, you can say that you want to excel in a few things that are process oriented, but if you just say, "Hey, I want, I want to be an old famer," yeah, uh, everyone wants that. <laughs> yeah, I do it. want that. <laughs> I still want that. I know to be, I don't know, a podcast old famer. That's right. Yeah. Hey, David Aldridge is in the Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe Michele Barra will someday be in the. Uh, yeah, the Hall I mean, of Fame. no, but I, I, I say I, I don't even want it because it means I'm not um, inclined to make. Uh, all the necessary sacrifice to do that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I'd have to do 10, 12 hours of preparation every single day. Yeah. Um, so it's a weird assessment. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a weird way. And maybe it's a, it's the fact that he's 18. So yeah, you, you can't say those stuff when you are at 18, probably. Hoopsock 69 sure. is always, yeah. I was always making waves during this time. I'm, he, last year he got Alex really riled up during one of our shows, but he says that Andrew is a big sharp hater and I don't get it. It goes against his own philosophy. Listen, I am telling you 
what happened during these interviews. Okay, these we it's these are we get these Zoom links to the media, and I am just relaying what happened during these interviews. I'm going to tell you who did great. I will let you know. Also, I think Shaden Sharp's got a ton of tools. We just haven't seen it in action. Okay. Yeah. We haven't seen what he can do on the court against a high-level competition. And I just think that it's really risky to select a player like that who hasn't played basketball in over a calendar year. It's, it's a big risk. Now, the Thunder will gather more information and will have more information than anybody on the internet has. So if they think that it's a good selection, then I would be on board with it. However, it's hard for me to get on board without even knowing. I just don't know enough. I just don't know enough things. I haven't watched enough. I I have watched enough of everybody else that's in his range to say, yeah, those are good players. Like it would be tough to pass on those guys for the mystery box that he is. And like to boot, he was not a good interview. Now maybe he's better in like a one-on-one setting whenever he's talking with the team. Maybe he's more comfortable in that way where he's not as comfortable like on a Zoom meeting with all these reporters. That's fine. Like That might be the case. All I can tell you, though, with the information that I have, which is like limited high school stuff, some of the Peach Jam stuff, all of the propaganda that was floating around on Twitter, and then a bad interview, a bad 15-minute interview that was on Zoom. Like That's what I've got. Like That's what I'm working yeah. with. And I'm like... I don't know that it's worth trading up for. <laughs> that's that's yeah. where I'm at. Or, guys, we can do something very, very interesting. We can just say, hey, we have no opinion because it's like too limited data uh, on Sharp. <laughs> right. That would be boring. That is really like, boring. Uh, I mean, of course. Are we sure that yeah. Sharp is a bad interview in general? No, we have no idea. Yeah. Are we sure that he is not just a shy guy who got a, a little bit excited to be in front of all this media and just said, okay, I want to be an all of famer. Like, yeah, okay, it happens. Yeah. It may it may be just that. Of course, we don't know. Um, we are, again, doing what we can uh, with the informations that we have, and, and we hope to have... Um, Fun. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to doing, doing it. it. And, and the so, Baisley comp is a good one. It's being brought up in the chat right now. Baisley is not a horrible interview. Baisley is a interesting interview. He is different. I wouldn't say he's horrible. He has been yeah. extremely interesting since the time that he's been here. There are days where he is moody and he doesn't give us a lot. And then there are days where he will go off on this like monologue. And I mean, that's that's what he is. And he does show some personality here and there. He's just different. Like he's just. It's hard to get a gauge on where Darius Baisley's at. So I wouldn't say he's a horrible interview. Um, but Baisley is an interesting comparison to them. All you can say is like Sam will not be afraid to take a guy like Shaden Sharp if he has the necessary information. Yeah. And he wasn't afraid to take Darius Baisley because he had enough information to be able to take him. I'm just saying that me personally, me as a guy sitting in my house, just being a dude, I don't, I don't have enough information. That's all. So I, th- I just think this draft, he makes this draft so interesting because he's the wild card that could be thrown in anywhere from four to twelve. And if they take him at twelve, I think you have to feel pretty good about that. 
I think you have to feel pretty mm-hmm. good about a prospect that's that athletic, that has that much skill to be taken at 12. That's great. If he works out or doesn't, who cares? I just worry about expending an asset like Lou Dort and an asset like the number 12 pick to go up to seven. Because then you then you actually have more skin in the game at that point. Because it's not only yeah. 12. It's 12 and a player that I believe can play in the playoffs for a player that might not be able to play in the playoffs. You know, that's, a player that, that has played in the playoffs. Let's put it this way. You are such a hater. Oh my gosh. I have I have to be in my I I don't know, hater persona right now. Uh, I just have to keep hating. Okay, what do you think no. about what do you think about the 12 and Dort for 7 thing that's being thrown out everywhere? Um to be honest with you, I I don't know. Like I wouldn't do say yes to that trade right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that, uh, like, if there is a team like Portland that is willing to to do that, then it means that it's not necessarily the only thing that puts you in that conversation. Yeah. Because I- even if I, like, Dort is a nice, interesting player. Yeah. Um, has some limitations that are well-known in the league right now. Uh, there are like everyone knows that he is a volume shooter with no efficiency and with questionable decision making on offense. That he's a can be a great defender on point guards and shooting guards, but is not a um, well rounded defender mm-hmm. uh, that you can put on Kawhi and Paul George and be okay. So, if if he's the guy that make you jump, I think that the combination of other players or other picks will put you in the same spot. Yeah. Like if you give Portland three picks, including 12 for number seven, they can, they, they can juggle for players that are better suited because uh, like Afani Simons and Damon Lillard with Dort don't make any sense. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. So, That's being floated and it, it, doesn't pass the smell test right yeah 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 yeah. it's 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 not a good trade um for either party i think yeah. uh, and whereas dort may work very well in okc mm-hmm. if you get for example a starting unit of shea uh dort giddy keegan murray and chad holmgren that will be an amazing lineup to play dort with because you have three very good shooters one good corner three-point shooter and Giddy. That is a hell of a lineup uh, that Dort can surely play in and be excellent, I think. So I'm not willing to do that trade right now. Um, Whereas if you say, hey, would you be willing to, if you have 100% certainty that you can get a guy like Ivy or Keegan Murray, would you Mm -hmm. sacrifice Dort for that? Mm -hmm. I would probably say yes. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, for Keegs, for the Keeg man. What did you do for the Keeg? Yeah, man? also for Murray. I, I don't yeah. I don't like having Murray as my top pick. Yeah. But if I can have him alongside Chet, that makes a lot of sense. Even alongside Jabari, to be honest with you. Mm. Two six ten guys that can play center position, wing position, whatever, uh, that can both shoot a lot they, they are transition wizards uh Kigis is also a good defender yeah. like I, again 
I see he, that too. I I I see that too. I if it's Keegan Murray or Ben Matherin or Shay or not Shaden Sharp, Jaden Ivy. Like I think I would, yeah. I think that those are the guys that I would trade up for. Yeah, Ivy, yes. Um the second crop for me is Matherin, AJ Griffin, um Dyson Daniels. Yeah. And even Keeks, he's not that far. But I just love the fit with Chet. I just, I just love it. The fit is really nice with Chet, certainly, because you have a yeah. guy that can clean up things. But he's gonna, he's gonna have gravity pretty quickly, and he's ready to play. Oh, yeah. He's ready to play right now, and and they can play like high lows. Um, yeah. Like Keeks is a player that allows you to do whatever you want uh, yeah. on offense mm-hmm. with him with JRE. Um, and again, the extreme flexibility that you have, you miss a rim diver. That mm-hmm. is something that you really miss. Uh, you can get a good one to be your first guy off the bench that can play with either guys. That yeah. is also a thing that I really love. Yeah. Uh, so Keegan is Keats, great in transition too. Like I think about him and Chet and Giddy out in transition as just these giants. It's the biggest tra- like like the biggest transition team in the league where all those guys love to play on the run. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting to me. We know Keegan Murray's worked out for the Thunder, but he told us that he worked out for the Thunder. So does that mean that he's really not on the Thunder's list or is he on the Thunder? I don't know. Uh, question for you, since mm-hmm. we are doing hypotheticals here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you think that Indiana is set on like taking anyone who's there at six? Mm, I don't know. To me, that is a team that is sneaky up for something like, hey, if someone lost our pick, let's see if we can get a player that we like mm-hmm. and something in the future uh, that is that has upside, of course. Um, yeah. I think that Indiana is a silent team right now, but they may not like who's there. Of course, they are maybe waiting for Ivy. Yeah, but I have, I would say I would be pretty sure that Ivy will not pass through Detroit. Yeah, I agree. So maybe once that is done, they would be willing to ask for trades because maybe they are very high on two or three players that are not there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who. Maybe Johnny Davis. Maybe other guys. They have th- the same grades on Keegan compared to or maybe they don't want to 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 have another big man to to pair with um I don't know like it can be it is a team that is interesting to me at yeah. least and also New Orleans uh yeah that is another team where I'm not certain that picking at eight is the only thing that they want to do they may say okay between eight and twelve I have I, I have AJ Griffin there Matherin and Keegan are gone mm-hmm to me is not worth uh, a pick here. So let's wait. Uh, and, and maybe I get two picks for that. Yeah. And again, if, if Presti has, hopefully he has high grades on, on AJ Griffin, then maybe you do that. Yeah. Dort next to Halliburton is interesting. Yeah. Because Halliburton's yeah. not a good defender. And to just have somebody at the point of attack there, I think makes some sense. Yeah. And he's not bad with um, Brogdon and like Miles Turner. That that that, that can be yeah. an interesting backcourt um, that you can complement with a guy like I don't know a wing, mm-hmm. Sohan. Mm-hmm. 
Sohan. Uh, all right, right after this break, uh, we'll talk about the players that did interview well and then uh, make some draft predictions of sorts. So we will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back from that quick break. McKellie, let's talk about some players that did interview well and maybe some things I had to say. I thought Jaden Ivey was pretty good today. And he hmm. did discuss how he worked out for the Thunder in Miami. He talked about how he he just kind of brought up that he thought he would fit well in Oklahoma City. And now there's... A lot of a scuttlebutt about the Thunder really liking Jaden Ivey. And let's let's just hypothetically throw out there that Jaden Ivey gets picked second overall. What are your what are your thoughts and feelings when you hear that news? I just hope that he spent the last three months trading his left hand. That is what <laughs> I really hope. Um no, I don't see that. Again, if Presti has this belief then you just don't pick him at two. Mm-hmm. If you really want to, to pick Ivy, and we were discussing this yesterday, and I, I think I got the idea from Sam Vecini discussing a, a possible trade uh, with the Pelicans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I think that you have to do anything in your power to trade down yeah. and to get number four. Because I'm 
I think that if someone trades up to get two, you can milk a lot. Um, because you, again, you have all the powers you want. It's, it's impossible for a team to say, Hey, this team doesn't like Chet. Mm-hmm. It is perfect. And, and also Jabari. So yeah. if a team wants to trade up and you get the farm and on top you get the player you want, then it's fine for me. But I would not pick him at two. Like yeah. to me, picking Ivy at two would be bad, really yeah. bad. I'm not saying that ending up with Ivy as your best player in the draft is bad necessarily. That I I don't see it. I don't see him as being a better prospect than Chet or Jabari. But if this is the evaluate, or maybe, let, let's rephrase, maybe Chet goes number one. Mm-hmm. Then is it really that different between Jabari and Jaden Ivy that I I am a little bit more open to discuss it? Yeah, um, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that assessment. I it's it feels like the Rockets are going to take Paolo. Yeah, and whatever Houston or whatever Orlando does is not going to involve Jaden Ivey. I would assume. Or, although Jaden did say that he the two teams that Jaden Ivey has worked out for in market are Orlando and Detroit. So mm-hmm. he did go for a workout there. I don't think he'll go there. I think it will. I I think it's going to be Jabari at number one. Um, but if yeah. it is, but if it is Chet, then I think that you can open it up and call Sacramento. The thing about Jabari is like he's so perfect for what Sacramento needs, like insanely yeah. perfect for what they need, and I think you could get a lot from them. And if Jaden Ivey is your guy, if you say, you know what, with Chet gone, Jaden Ivey is number two on our board, and it's not really that close. Let's go ahead and take whatever we can get from the Kings, whether that be next year's pick or something else, and extract a ton of value from them and then move forward. I I would be in if it's if Chet goes one, I would be in favor of that. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh what's the package that uh at least make you makes you think about it? To me it's it has to be an unprotected pick. If it's if it's twenty twenty three unprotected then I feel pretty good about that. Just just that? And four. Just that? That's, is that it? I mean, maybe a swap. If you could get a... What if you could get a pick swap like in 27 or something like that from them? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little bit interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. No, I would actually really think about it. But again, it has to be on their boards... It has to be dramatically different. Yes. I and agree. the more I think about it, even if it's Jabari there, you said, hey, Jabari is perfect for Sacramento. Is it? He's perfect for OKC as well. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I'm not going to discount that. I, I think Jab- if it were me in that seat, I would just take Jabari. Yeah. The feat is seamless. It's seamless for Chet. Yeah. It is seamless for Jabari. Like, it might be better. It, it might even be better for Jabari in some ways. Just because, yeah. of, just because of the high volume three point shooting that the Thunder don't have. Yeah, but you can you can like um, you can justify the thinking. Hey, we want to have three players that want to attack constantly yeah. the basket yeah. at all times with all lineups. Yeah. We have already like a couple of players here and there. Like if you take Jaden Ivey, and then I have 
the trade for seven for the word, I would actually be inclined to take it because oh, then it it, yes. it is difficult. Yes. Like if you say, hey, you will come out of from the draft with either Jabari Smith and Jalen Duran or Ivy and one of Dyson Daniels, Ben Matherin, and AJ Griffin. Yeah, I just, that's where I'm just that's where I'm having trouble. Because then I, I just don't know that you can get all your best players on the floor at the same time kind of thing. Yeah, Matherin, I think so. You don't think so? I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Like Shea, uh, Ivy, Matherin, and, and Giddy plus a center will work. Yeah, Giddy's going to have – I mean, Giddy would just be your four, I suppose. We've talked a lot about that. He's I, – I don't – I wouldn't say I'm, like, ready to put Giddy on fours next year. I do think down the road he'll play against a lot of fours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't – that it comp it just it just complicates things so much. Yeah. To take the team building. This is where I'm having trouble with Jaden Ivey. And maybe maybe people love it. Maybe people think it's a great idea. I just have trouble getting there with like, okay, this team is being built in a very intentional, specific way. And they have Shea as your like primary building block. You have Giddy, and now you have this number two pick. Shea and Giddy. We had to have conversations about how do they share the ball? How does this work? Are they going to make it work? It's a little clunky. It's a little this. And then you just throw Jaden Ivey onto the team, and it's like, well, all the clunkiness that we had before is now even more clunky because now we have to figure out how to split the ball up between three guys, and then the guys that are available at seven, if we pull off that deal, are really more guards than they are anything else or maybe their wings like Dyson Daniels is a guard so like yeah we, Daniels is a guard like do we take him uh Ben Matherin's more of like shooting guard size so is AJ Griffin those are shooting guard size guys does that yeah like how does that, no I get that how does that work we don't have a big wing we have Giddy but he's not really able to guard wings because he's not quick enough so maybe we slide him down to the four I there's just I, it's just hard to make it click into my brain and mm-hmm. and maybe that's just me being an idiot, you know. Like that's no, 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 definitely no. Um, absolutely not. No, I think that the fit with Chet and Jabari is yes. Pristine. The thing I mean, that's the thing is like when you think about Chet, you're like, oh, great. The Thunder don't have a center, and he is amazing. He's an amazing fit with the team. He's their backline defender. He's a play finisher that they need. He has room to grow. He can handle in transition. He's gonna just make the life of everybody else on the court way easier. Oh, well, that makes sense. Jabari, oh, you are the worst shooting team ever. Uh, Put a great shooting four onto the team next to Jeremiah or whoever you want to play. If you want to play Giant Dort, I don't care. Whoever, it makes sense because the Thunder, the problem that they've had over the last two years is no one has gravity. Yeah. The most shooting gravity on the team is Mike freaking Muscala, who can only play play 15 minutes a game because he's dealing with ankle issues all year, it's those two, you're just like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes total sense. But when you talk about Ivy, it's like, well, they really like his athleticism. They really like this. Look at last year's draft. Look at how last year's draft unfolded. We had so many conversations about how the Thunder didn't draft athleticism. They didn't swing for the fences. They didn't blah, 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 blah. 
Everybody talks about how, oh, the Thunder Love Athleticism. Why are we doing this again, everybody? Did you not see who they drafted last year? They drafted yeah. Josh Giddy, who was the comp, like the bad thing about him is that he's not very athletic. Trey Mann, who didn't dunk in college, played two <laughs> years in college, did not record a single dunk. And then can Jeremiah stop, Robinson can you stop Earl. You for a second? Yes. Just a second. Yes. Yesterday, I was doing a lot of work for Thunder After Dark. Um, we have great, great, great things coming your way, by the yeah. way. And I had to stop uh, and just rewatch Trey Mann against the Boston Celtics. Yeah. It is an amazing experience. Yeah. Like, you can go to the, I think you can go on NBA.com and rewatch all the shots. Mm hmm. It is insane the way in which he just make the same move over and over again and the defense of the best defense in the league mm -hmm. just fell for that mm -hmm. over and over and over. It was amazing. I have really, really high hopes for Trey Man next year. I am super duper duper high, like 15 points per game high Whoa. right now. Okay. I may be high also, but wow. <laughs> um yeah maybe, maybe not next year but he is like a super duper gifted score yeah, and i want to want him to play 30 minutes per game yeah. 25 minutes per game yeah. just ball yeah sorry it's also to. another reason why you shouldn't be looking at jay nivey right yeah no I, I was just you, playing devil, devil's want... advocate i i don't really like that pick but if you, but the thing is, that's another reason where you're like, does taking him make sense? If you, if the Thunder have had any thoughts that you just had, you you're gonna take another guard. You're gonna take another guard that is gonna take thirty plus minutes off the table. Yeah. yeah. And you still might have Dort in that. I mean, and I'm fine with like Teo Maladone like just being completely out of the picture. But you're gonna take. That would be like taking Trey Mann out of the picture too. You're gonna like downgrade him to like ten minutes. Like, like, what are we doing here? Also, like back to the athleticism thing. I mean, they took Jeremiah Robinson Earl. They traded two picks to get him. One of the things about him was he's just not that athletic. And they went for guys that are toolsy and are smart. So, who are those guys in this draft? Because I do think it's important to look at that. Because, like, I mean, even like last year, like JT Thor, everyone's like, oh, JT Thor, like, he's so thunder. Is he thunder anymore? Is he? Maybe the, maybe the thunder do take Jaden Ivey and it just like blows this entire argument up. And that's fine if that happens. But to talk yourself into it, to me, if they take Jaden Ivey, it's like, we are going to try to be as bad as we can next year because it's going to be really tough for Mark to figure this out, to figure out this team. Fantastic way you to know? do it. You know, like that's, By the way, that to me would be the, the reason that you would do it. And that's what I would be pushing is like, they're, they're just trying to be bad again. <laughs> you know, like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to screw with this offense even more. That was already kind of screwed up as it was because they didn't have enough of the correct pieces there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just hard I for me know. to make it work. I don't know. I'm not sniffing glue. Um, I think that, um, Thank you, Zach. I'm not 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 really high, uh, but hey, Trey Man averaged more than ten points last last year. I think yeah. that 
it's something that we don't remember pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was borderline horrible the first, I don't know, 10 games of his life. So, hey, yeah. I just, I just <laughs> like him, love him. And I think that he will be a 39% three point shooter next year. He will be just Ooh. awesome. Or maybe he will be Teo Maledon and I uh, will be. And he'll be terrible. Yeah, he's going to come in like super bulked up for Summer League, like way too bulked up. And then he's just going to ride the bench because we take Jaden Ivey. Uh, but Possibly. yeah, if you look at like what, okay, what are the Thunder looking for? Like multi multi skilled, multi tool players that can fit into this like run and gun style offense that Mark Degnall wants to run. Uh, like Chet Holmgren's like bingo like he's that guy of any of these guys mm-hmm. jabari is one of those guys i think jeremy sohan is one of those type of guys i think johnny davis is one of those guys i think usman jang to a degree could be one of those guys i think jalen williams out of santa clara is mm-hmm. one of those guys too who i would if the thunder stay at 12 and like all their guys are gone and it's just like the centers and even jang like I wouldn't be shocked to see Jalen Williams be the one that's picked at 12. Uh, but again, don't you feel that he's too high and that you have to trade down a little bit? I don't know. I don't, because I think we felt the same way about guys like Trey Mann and Giddy last year after the draft. And even. No, Giddy, no. Certainly. Giddy, absolutely not. But, but if we were at this point, let's say we were on the Monday of, the, of draft week before Thursday, I think mm-hmm. we would have said you need to trade back to get Giddy. You know what I mean? It's it's hard. Mm, I, I definitely would have. And even on that night, I was like, why? People were asking me, I got, people asked me so many times, like, why, why didn't they trade up? Why didn't they tra- make a trade to get Giddy? Why did they just take him? And we found out later that it was because the Warriors wanted him. But I yeah. didn't, I didn't know that the Monday of the draft week. I would just say. No, but we, 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 I think that we implied many times that he was, his range was around 10. Yeah. But hey, I mean, Jalen Williams, we are talking about around 25, mm-hmm. 20, 25. That yeah. is. Yeah, I know. He is really an interesting player, though. Like, I, yeah. I think he's, he's really good. He was apparently awesome at the combine. He is a shooter. He can pass. He can handle yeah. the ball a little bit. He can defend some. I'm. He's the only problem with him is like he's not a great athlete. And I just listed every freaking thing that the Thunder looked at last year, going into the draft of like they have all these skills, not the best athlete. That's what they've done over the last. That's what they did in draft number one. You know, mm-hmm. like this is draft number one. There's draft number two. Are they going to do the same thing? I would just say that Jalen Williams, if you're going to make a list of players that check off the boxes, I would say that he's one of the guys that does. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. I mean, that's. I'm not saying they're going to take him at 12. I do think it's a reach as well. And maybe they do yeah. trade back to 16 with the Hawks. or Yeah, that's better. Something like that and get him there and then acquire some kind of asset from the Hawks. Yeah. You know, something like that would make some sense. And then the Hawks can go up to 12 and take whoever they like. Hey, we can get Kevin Knox. Please, no. Gosh. Oh, he probably is expiring, by the way. So, yeah, you can probably sense. just have, you can probably just have him, anyways. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I am so excited for this draft. I think this is going to be such a fun week and such a fun draft. And I honestly cannot wait to see what Sam Presti and his people do because I can, there's just, you, you can imagine a scenario where it could be anything. You know, I can, I can see them walking away with Chet and Usman Jang, which is what a lot of people have. I can see them walking away with Chet and Johnny Davis, Chet and Keegan Murray, Chet and Shaden Sharp, Chet and Jaden Ivey. Like, I just think that they can have really whatever they want. And I'm just so, so intrigued to find out what they want. Like, I am just so incredibly intrigued to see what the Thunder want out of this draft. And I hope that they don't trade back. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be super pumped and jacked if they took 12 and turned it into 16 and a future pick. Like, I wouldn't be very excited about that. I'd be like, man, you know, I would rather, I would much rather them take 12 and either just use that pick or take 12 and future picks to trade up to get the guy that they really want. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I would want. And Jeremy Sohan's like at the at the top of my list of guys that I really like in that range. I just think that pairing him with Chet Holmgren just allows you to have a front court that is so switchable, that is so skilled. It would be the foundation of your defense for the next decade. I just find that to be very exciting. And I hope that Jeremy can develop as a shooter develop his offensive game which is an interesting proposition but i just really like the fit there and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to trade dort pretty much if you decide to go with sohan and find find a shooter on the wing that can suffice like you need a knockdown i am horrified that you have the ball kind of shooter yeah i don't know not my cup of tea. I would not so who's be. your okay? So that that would be what I what I want. What is your dream scenario? Sponsored by Lively Beer Works. Not really. But you know, whatever. you know what is my dream scenario. I will die on the alone age. on AJ this Griffin. island. I I can't shake it. Yeah. To me, he is not by a slim margin the best shooter in the draft. Mm-hmm. Even better than Jabari. The yeah. fact that Jabari is better is because he's taller. Yeah. It's hard to be that good of, as a shooter if you are 6'10". But AJ is an unbelievable shooter. Yeah. I think that he was underutilized at Duke. He makes everything simple for OKC uh, in terms of offense. And like, why not? Just just get some shooters. Yeah. Get a guy that he's 18. Yeah. That, yes, he had injuries, which is... But, you know... I asked him about that today. I got to talk to him and asked him about that's what what I asked him. So he said, first he said that he was glad that I asked that question. He said he believes that he's going to be able to get back there. Yeah, I saw that. You tweeted that, I think. He doesn't think that he's there today, but he thinks that he can get back there. Um, I I would be very excited if it was Chet and AJ Griffin. That was the first. We did a, a mock draft after the lottery for the athletic and that's how it fell was that it was chet and aj griffin for the thunder i think that would be a wonderful outcome and that way in that scenario everything makes sense like it all kind of fits together you can keep dort and play him in whatever lineup you can yeah. 
the team just makes sense if you if you do that and you give AJ some room to grow, some time to figure it out, some time to get it right athletically. I don't think he'd have to spend time with the blue, but if he had to, he could. There's just no. a there's just a lot. No. Trey Mann played for the blue last year. Just don't just don't yeah. dismiss it outright. Um, Trey Mann is well. I no. I don't no. think he would either. I'm just saying he could if he had to. Is as far as like a rehab type of thing. Okay. Because I will can, allow this. Because you could get him only if you, the, only because it's you. The thing is, but hey. the only reason that I would even suggest it if the Thunder get him is just because you get more live game action with the blue than he than he probably would with the Thunder. So he should start. You should just start. Start and play 35 minutes right right out the gate. 28. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get too... Don't get too crazy. Whoa! Yeah. Slow your roll. No, 35, I, I 35 would be, on a rookie is not good. Yeah. In general. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd be ecstatic if that's what they walked away with. Yeah. Because it's, it's an easier... Even more than the Sohan, it's easier to comprehend like what it could look like. And you like can, a functional team, and you play it with Jeremiah. Can and you, space the court, and you play Jeremiah can, with them, with Chet. Yes. You play Jeremiah yes. with Chet, who can be a he can be so, somewhat similar to what Jeremy does. He's not as switchable as Jeremy, but you know whatever. I think you can play those guys together, and then you can have some shooting out on the wing. Yeah. All this to say, the draft is Thursday. Join us at Fassler Hall from 6 to 10. It's going to be an absolute blast. All the Down to Dunk Fry Pod guys will be there. Again, if you have a local business that could display this beautiful sticker in your window, we would really like that too. Uh, Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. We will have another podcast Wednesday with Alex Spears where we will make our final predictions. We'll have our final scuttlebutt. It's going to get crazy. There's already a lot out there, uh, and there will be more scuttlebutt out there. Um, So, with that said, we will talk to you guys again on Wednesday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.